Welcome to God, Yay or Nay. I'm your host, Noor Kidwai. I'm here to find out how we grow, transform, and become our best selves. How we create meaning in our lives. Come join me on my journey. Hey, welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. It's your host, Noor Kidwai. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is Dakini. Dakini is a teacher of tantric sex and the whole art of tantra. She also is a sex therapist. She helps people out, uh, couples and individuals, with uh, their sexual lives. And uh, yeah, so she talks a lot about that in this podcast, and it's uh, very interesting. Guys, uh, please check out my social media at Noor Kidwai on Instagram and Twitter, Noor Kidwai Comedian on Facebook. Check me out. I'm constantly putting up updates on the podcast, podcast clips, and also some comedy and uh, stuff like that from my life. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, yeah, keep tuning in. Give the podcast a good rating and all that stuff. And honestly, I really do appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much. Let's get to this week's episode with my guest, Dakini. All right, welcome to another episode of God, Yay or Nay. Today we got Dakini in the house. Uh, Dakini, thanks for joining me. Thanks, it's nice to be here. Oh, I'm uh, excited. I'm excited too. Uh, this is a new topic I've never had on the podcast before, but uh, you help people with figure. well, you teach people tantric sex, and um, I think that's a really cool thing. Uh, you help a lot of people out. Um, maybe give my uh, listeners a little bit of a background of uh, where you came, come from, and uh, how you got into this kind of work. Uh, no problem. So, yeah, this is um, has been an evolutionary path from, I'd say, over 25 years. Newer. And the thing is, uh, my mid-20s, um, I started on the path I guess is what you can say, which this is what it is. It's a path. And everybody, once they do get on the path, they evolve to where they need to go with their own sexuality. So mine has developed over 25 years. And I started um, as an aromatherapist many years ago. So I was, you know, under different disciplines of uh, transitional touch and, um, healing therapies and i i really was kind of moving and resonating towards more of the sensual components of the healing parts of sensuality and sexuality because i'm a very sensual being and i knew that the frequency of sexual energy was healing so i i just researched more and it wasn't until i went to costa rica when i lived down there is when i really discovered the true essence of the lifestyle, which is what Tantra is. So it's, um, has moved forward from there. And then, um, was down there doing some aromatherapy as a healer at some luxury hotels and some, uh, in-home places where I was living. And I had a couple reach out to me and ask me if I wanted to come give them a couple's massage, <laughs> go figure. So I went there and, when I was there, they opened me up to this kind of felt a little uncomfortable because it was a very sexual environment when I got there. So if you can think of Costa Rica being all free and liberty in the jungle, yeah, you can paint that picture and look at it in your mind. And it's exactly what I was walking into. It was very, very holistic, very alternative lifestyle expats that were there living a lifestyle. So when I found out that Tantra was really a lifestyle, but incorporated into that lifestyle was sacred sexuality being one of the main links to the whole lifestyle and everything branches out from there. So that's where it kind of started. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds really interesting. So can you tell like my listeners who might not be uh, very familiar with this, like, um, when it comes to like sexual energy and like what does that mean, uh, especially uh, like in the tantric way of explaining it? So we're born from sexual energy. We have been conceived from the frequency of that intimacy between the feminine and the masculine energy. We have it in our DNA. It's rooted in us. So when it comes to generating it, we have been generating it from the system's perspective of how we're supposed to generate it procreate, goal-oriented, 
move forward, get to the goal. So this is the more the masculine part of how we're created. That has been coming out um, like that through through history and through our upbringing. That's how we've um, been taught how to explore sexuality is just with the really the more of the masculine push hardcore movement procreate side of it. So Tantra is really shifting that. I guess not shifting. We're going to shift it, but we're going to merge the masculine feminine together again so that it's balanced. So we're going to be in the awareness of the sexual energy more than goal oriented to an orgasm. So once we get back into balance with the feminine and the masculine and get to a platform of polarizing it together, then we become aware of each energy. Both of those energies are circulating and, and um, the synergetic way of culminating it together to become one rather than one being goal oriented and the other one wanting to slow down. You're putting them two together so that it's an awareness of those energies. If that's the best way I can describe it. Ah, yeah. No, that's a really good way. So, like, you're talking about male energy being more goal-oriented and kind of, like, uh, I know what you're talking like. As a man, that's how I've kind of, like, grown up myself, and I had to, like, get that out of my head, too, because I think I've, uh, you know, you disappoint enough women in your younger ages. You're like, all right, I got to focus on something else. (laughs) So, if uh, male energy has that kind of goal-oriented, uh, can you explain a little bit more of like what the female energy is kind of like and how we bring that into uh, into more our awareness a little more? So the female sexual energy is more sensual. It's more nurturing. It's more um, tactile. It's more sensory focused of other areas on the body and becoming aroused in those areas, just not just the genitals, but becoming aware of, wow, that touch on the ankle really stimulated my arousal level so becoming aware of all the other erogenous areas in our being in our sexual being is we're, we're nothing but sexual creatures but becoming more aware of the other sensual components so that we can become fully embraced with it rather than just genital focused we our whole bodies are we become orgasmic in our body and our being and our skin, mind, body, spirit. So it is the slowing down and think of it as just nurturing and the caring. And as a female and as the feminine, we are innately just intuitively in tune with that because that's, that's who we are as women. So men have that side of them as well. So if men can learn when they're with the partner in an intimate environment to follow the female sensual follow the female sexual follow the female period and then that helps to be come uh, a catalyst for a man to get in tune with his feminine sexuality and that's that's um it's organic mm-hmm. um and uh, what kind of work uh, can a man do to uh get in tune with that energy well meditation orgasm meditation is a really good practice um that can be done by yourself and it can be done with a partner as long as the partner knows is the two partners must be on the same page of understanding the practice so orgasm meditation is is exactly what those two words are it's meditating and being orgasmic at the same time. So there's an element of touch and it's really just connecting your hand with your partner's genitals and just being focused on feeling the connection and then take the time to meditate and breathe and just focus on the connection that you're experiencing with your partner. You be, you might become aroused. You might become horny, <laughs> you know, and this is where we take that awareness of that frequency and that vibration and just breathe into it and become in the moment and be still and just be present. And that is one great exercise. And 
when you learn to do that, it actually raises the level of your libido even higher if you really practice it for longer periods of time. And ideally, 15 minutes is the best length of time to practice orgasm meditation. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and if it increases libido, I think a lot of men uh, would definitely want to be doing practices like that. So if you do these practices like over and over, what kind of changes like do you start to see? Well, changes in your emotions. You start to become maybe more intimate with your partner. And it's a connection. You start feeling really more heart open with your partner. Um, you start to just become closer when it comes to just that passion or the desire you want your partner because you feel aroused because you're in the moment in the stillness of orgasmic arousal, but you're doing the practice. So you're focusing on stillness and being present, but at the same time, it's creating a passion that you desire them in that moment. And then it can also bring out the primal instinct where it's like, okay, you're being held back. You can feel the, the arousal and the primal instinct can pop up and you just, and it's, it, it juices up in your system because you're, you're, you're not stimulating. You're just feeling the stimulation. Mm -hmm. No, I can understand that because it will like build up that tension for sure. And, um, yeah, and it would juice up that, uh, that primal instinct. And when you get that, actually, I, now I understand like a lot what you're saying, because I know when you get that primal energy starting to soar, source through you, it brings like another level to your like sex life and uh, your orgasm as well. So no, I, I yeah, I can completely understand that. Um, so let's talk about um, like how you work with uh, different people. So you work with couples and individuals as well, right? I do. Men and women and couples. Yeah. Okay. So um, let, let's start with like couples and like uh, what kind of uh, like how, with the years of experience you have working with couples, like uh, do you kind of see any tendencies in our culture with like how uh, like our sex lives are and like uh, what kind of like work do you usually do to kind of break people out of those patterns? Well, uh, each couple that I work with is very individual for sure. And there's a different need for each couple that I see. Um, so it can go from one spectrum to the other. So from one scale, it can start off, they come to me and they say, I just want to be more passionate with my partner, or I've lost my libido. I'm, I, my partner doesn't seem to be, and it's just so a whole array of different um, needs that people want to reestablish, I guess. They've lost the connection because it's boiled down to really just sex and just um, I'll say the word intercourse. It just becomes a mechanical place of connecting because it just reestablishes that they care about each other. So they just go through the activity of sex. So it's becoming stale because of that. So really people come to me because they want to add extra ingredients because the desire and the passion has slipped away. The sex could be still there, but it's just the act of sex and they don't have the heart and the caring. So it's really about bringing intimacy back in. When the intimacy seems to drop off, people are having sex, but they're not having intimacy. And that is very real. So tantric sex can really bring the intimacy back where you can talk while you're, with your partner in that union together. So it's not just a physical mechanism of sticking it in mm -hmm. and getting right. So they're actually eye gazing with each other and talking and being intimate verbally while they're in the union, aligning the energy up together when they are actually connected with the genitals. So that is an exercise I actually coach couples to do. So I'm actually physically right there with them, kind of like a referee on the side to put them back to center when they start getting into the activity of just, I'm going to say the word when they're just having sex, sex is really just, it's really, um, it's become an activity of just the sex mm -hmm. and 
the goal to have sex because there's going to be an orgasm that's going to come out of that. So that's why we're going to have sex. And they forget about everything else, which are all these little ingredients that need to be put into the cake or that's not going to rise. So, right? like, uh, yeah, so when you're saying that, like, um, you're kind of saying, like, when they're in the middle of just having sex, you kind of just lose yourself and you're not even, you kind of just are out of your head and you're just like, now you're just like doing the sex, but not kind of being mindful anymore and not being like aware of yourself or your partner. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, exactly. I mean, there's practices that go beyond what you just said. Like that's, that's probably a way a little bit more advanced dialogue that we don't really need to get into. Um, but that's, a, there's another level of this altogether when it comes to the health benefits of being mindful within your own sexual energy while you're with another partner. And it sounds a little selfish, but there's certain things that you can correct with your body ailments and manifestation of certain visualizing a, a certain goal in your life while you're in sex union with your partner. And so you can forget about being with your partner in a, in a visual and be in your head and use the sexual energy when the two people are on the same page with the practice to benefit health and to benefit what you want to create in your life. So, I mean, that's a whole different topic altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I guess like uh, when it comes to tantric, uh, like the sexual energy is kind of seen as a creative energy as well, right? Truly is. It is the life force energy that we're, you know, conceived from is runs through us. So if you're not generating it, you're losing your life force. So this is why we age quicker. When I take a look at people in their later years and I find out the whole complete picture of their life and how they live and I find out how often they're generating sexual energy. Um, and when you're not, you're aging faster. And not your health decreases and when you're not the creative juices dry up mm. so it's really important to generate the energy and not just for orgasm purposes but for health purposes yeah no i i can understand that so for like i guess that adds like a little extra step for a man too because um so when we ejaculate is that us wasting our energy like totally yeah. Totally, you guys. Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so like now, if you're working working individually with a man, and like, because uh, I'll tell you right now, I I know a lot of young men, and if you go and tell them something like uh, ejaculations, um, wasting of energy, and uh, they'll just be like, so what the heck am I supposed to do? Like, uh, so how do you deal with that when you're talking with a man individually? Well, the thing is. It's not the man's fault. It's not the young young people's fault right now. It's not even our fault. Like I, we're we're trained from a young age when we're in sex education class. The overhead projector picture on the wall shows the penis and the vagina, and the penis is inside, and it has ejaculate coming out, and it shows that that's uh, we're supposed to get rid of it that way, right? Mm-hmm. Procreate. And it's supposed to come and and be diverted out of the penis into the vagina, or it's supposed to leave the body, the male body, and that's not the male's fault. So when I tell people, young men or any man for that matter, who wants to start to um, retrain that energy, and I'm not saying it's not good to ejaculate. All I'm saying is it's really important right now to learn how to harness that ejaculate. And if a man can internalize that for chi flow energy for all kinds of amazing doors that they can open with that energy. There's some tr- a little bit of training that needs to be harnessed and disciplined to do. Um, it can be done. And the benefit is for longevity in life and to reverse the aging process and to let that chi flow go through the body system, through all the organs, because it's a detox for the body, for one. And when it's flowing through the body on a cellular level, that chi energy, then you are activating all the positive cells in the body from the oxytocin. And it's cancer. It's a cancer um, uh, deterrent for sure. 
on all your organs in your body. So, I mean, that's just kind of the short version of why men should internalize their ejaculate and take it into their body. Externally is fine when you are young and if you're with a, if you're a couple and you want to have kids, fine, procreate. But the whole idea, and another thing too that that also does is it really increases the sperm count in a man. So, yeah, it really helps to, um, if you want to later on have children and if you want a real strong sperm count, then it's really important to harness that sperm. And um, it's a miracle. Those little, those little polywogs are little miracle swimmers, man. <laughs> yeah, well, they are. <laughs> uh, so I was saying, like, so for men, we're trying to, we are trying to, like, uh, internalize this. So when, when we learn this, is this how, like, in Tantra, we talk about, like, we can have sex for almost as long as you want, and, like, we don't yes. even need to uh, ejaculate? Is this how, we, um, like, what I'm saying, or you're saying? Absolutely. You should be able to, when you practice and get on the path of practicing this as a daily regime so that you can live it rather than saying, oh, you know, I've tried this Tantra thing. I want to try it. But this is something where you'll eventually live it part of your day. And like eating and sleeping, you'll be able to keep the erection hard um, and endure the pleasure for health benefits and for vitality that frequency that's being held and juicing is and moving in your body with proper breathing exercises is channeling that chi flow through your body for longevity and stamina so that really you can really pleasure your partner that much more as a man. Mm-hmm. And that's another bit too, because um, you want to be able to endure so that you can Allow your female partner to bring out her longevity of her sexual essence, too. I mean, how can a woman possibly get to her level of sexual energetics when you just ejaculate so quickly when you're inside your partner and say, oh, I'm sorry, honey, but I I tried. Like, that's not fair for her. Right? (laughs) No, that's not. That's true. Very true. (laughs) Uh, yeah okay yeah so men uh we're gonna like that's one thing we do have to learn try to uh like i've been doing a few uh tantric exercises in the last few months so like this is new to me but i learned about it and i do find it interesting and i have done like a lot of the ones where it's like uh working out your sexual muscles and uh yeah i noticed like the improvements you've been talking about uh like lasting longer and um also harder erections and stuff like that which is great uh also um so when you do like uh not ejaculate i have noticed that you um you keep that energy afterwards rather than ejaculating and like i now i notice that drop a whole lot more than i have before and I think that's also because I've been practicing mindfulness for years. So I, I'm very in tune with my, the sensation of my body. But now I notice that drop a lot more that like uh, if I do go back to my old way of uh, pleasuring myself or with even with a partner, it just like, you know, I let go of it. And then all of a sudden I do feel that energy drop and I'm just like, OK, like I understand that this isn't the healthiest way to do it rather than uh more now like i try to like um not do it that way and like i do feel the sexual energy starts to build up a lot more and like the pleasure starts to build up and afterwards i feel that i'm like holy shit like i'm a lot more energized and um maybe it's anecdotal but i feel like i am uh, more creative or just more willing to like jump into my creative work like because jumping into creative work used to be a lot harder for me. Um, you know, you get that resistance and stuff, but now I do feel a lot more willing just to like, you know, I just almost just do it like unconsciously like, Hey, I love my creative work. Let's jump into it. So yeah, I don't know. Can you maybe expand on that a little bit more? Because, uh, these, these are kind of new for me. And I'm, like I've said, I've only been at a few months. Well, yeah. Like, and so with that creative, um, surge that you're starting to feel it's because of the practice and that's the same thing as if you go to the gym and you're working out a muscle um and you're 
you know, you're seeing results after time. So this isn't an overnight thing for sure. And you have to understand that. And, um, and everyone listening has to understand it's a, this is a practice, right? And for, as for creativity, um, it gets stronger as you, as you explore it. So once you, you have the reacquaintance with that creativity, it's like it takes you back to the youthfulness of that libido because we have libido as soon as we're born. Okay. We're born out of it. So when you, when you think of the creativity that's starting to rebirth because of the sublimating of the sexual energy, it's because it's <clears throat> when you're doing the practice properly with the breathing in it and you're drawing the chi flow into your body with your inhale, you're bringing it up into the pineal gland of your brain. So this is where you want that juice to go, that chemical that's being generated because it activates um, the creative juices in your, in your, in your brain in the, in the pineal gland is really stifled and it's dormant. And once the two mix the oxytocin from you bringing it up the spine into the pineal gland, then explosions happen. I mean, DMT is activated naturally from learning how to really draw that chemical of sexual energy into the pineal gland. So all kinds of things open up and everybody's experiences on a different level. You may all of a sudden feel like you want to learn how to play the guitar. I mean, that's what happened to me. All of a sudden, I just wanted to be a rock star, you know, and I just, I took art guitar lessons and I started picking away and I just, for some reason, naturally learned how to play the guitar. I mean, it's, things like that will happen. So it's a really individual thing. It's a personal thing of your creativity. This is where the, I guess, your identity of your creativity, your personal identity of what that is to you. I mean, you could be that certain creative person and another person that starts the practice and starts channeling sexual energy could turn into that kind of creative person. They could start singing or they could want to take a chef's course and start being creative with food. And it's a, it's an individual path mm -hmm. is what can happen to be aware of what might happen. All of a sudden you may, um, who knows what you want to start doing. And, and it's just so off, off personality that, that you've been like for 20 years. And then all of a sudden you're going to just start doing that. Like going to start molding oh, clay pots. Yeah. Like, are you serious? right? This is what can happen. And people might not take, they might not know what's happening and you might not even know what's happening. And this is, and it's okay to not know what's happening, but just know that this is the process of what the proper practice is doing to you. So creativity will be growing like little peaches on the, on the tree, right? It's pretty cool about what, what happens. And, and you can go out further. Like I've seen pink and blue fairies really when I've been in meditative orgasmic energy, like I go into a, a realm where I access the quantum field where there's the source, right? Like without taking drugs, it's cause it's a drug and I harness the high top of it. Right. Okay. So I get creative when it comes mm -hmm. to be, being very visual of, of vividly seeing something in my mind. And I, and then I, I'll manifest it and turn it into a, a touch thing that I can touch. Right. So these things will happen when you start practicing properly. So it's really about the proper practice. Okay. Yeah. That's uh that's honestly, that's so interesting. Um, and like, uh, I, I know how you're saying like, uh, how it kind of like, uh, all of a sudden you start wanting to become creative. You start finding these new interests that never even maybe were like in your head at all. Um, and I'm like, honestly, it kind of makes me think, especially a lot of young men. And I used to be this guy. Uh, thankfully I quit like porn, but like we, a lot of us are addicted to that. And uh, you see a lot of men. Yeah. You see a lot of men and they're constantly like, um, it all, you can see it zaps their energy. You see like they're unmotivated. They don't want to go for anything. And you, um, you kind of have to think like, uh, in your early twenties, maybe you can keep that energy going just because you're naturally vital. But like when you keep that going into your thirties, that can really just zap your energy and like really kill your motivation and 
really make you not want to do anything. And like you say, all of a sudden you're, you can call it like how you say you call it your life force of vitality. You can, you can notice it in some men who just don't have uh, as much of that anymore. And uh, yeah, it's kind of sad to see. And I think that's a big problem in our culture. And I hope, uh, like, I hope that something like uh, people who are listening can uh, maybe think about something to actually start to work on. Right. Yeah, for sure. And a porn is um, each to their own and I don't really judge anybody, but I do know that it, it is a toxic um, catalyst to um, turning yourself on because it really hinders the intimacy that you have with, and this is what the whole Tantra, the lifestyle represents is the intimacy that you want to have with a partner and reconnecting with no stimuli in, in that regards. Um, it's getting back in tune with each other and there's, well more than enough um stimuli with each other when you get creative with the body and the touch techniques that tantra has to offer couples there's a certain energy field on the skin where sexual energy lives and it's very arousing so when couples learn to um you know hone that skill again without the porn to create the stimuli you're going to throw all your porn away in the garbage and it won't be necessary anymore and you know this is what we really want to do is correct that with the, the lifestyle of tantra and get away from the false um just the false props that we really don't need we have all mm-hmm. our bodies are is it's all with us and so it's a this is really um a practice where you um just reharness the um the technology that we have with sexual energy is a technology it's a natural core of of everything and we don't need anything else when we have it and generate it properly and we can live into our 90 hundredth 110th year being very alive and robust with that frequency Mm -hmm. as long as we generate it every day this is a key is to generate it every day and um, this is how we keep it active and healthy and it's our barometer of of how well we're living when we have a really healthy libido we know that we're healthy you know and it's a step-by-step thing i mean you have to you know take one step at a time and be open to want change with that i mean i for one from my experience had no sex drive i didn't read i didn't even like sex when i was in my 20s i could take it or leave it it was like what's the big thing about sex like it's boring all you do is just stick it in and and that's it right right so but once you understand how your body can feel with the practice i keep calling it a practice because it is it's it's a ritual ceremony and it should be conducted and initiated the exact same way all the time when when you get intimate with a partner you have to put the time aside or if you're just pr- doing the practice with yourself, you have to be mindful and put the time aside for yourself to self-pleasure, to generate your sexual chi flow. Make it a ceremonial time that you're putting aside. You're not just going to be working on the computer and then, oh my God, I feel really horny. I just got to go lie down and get off right now. I can't take this anymore. You've got to be ritualized mm-hmm. with the practice, you know? Yeah, and uh, no, I, that that makes a lot of sense, and especially like, uh, yeah, just don't be taking those like straight up, uh, like you were saying, just like that. Oh, I'm horny, like like jump into it now right away, like probably not the most healthy way, and that's pretty much you just described my early twenties right there. Uh, but uh, uh, all right, so we talked a lot about kind of the male sexual energy in the last little bit. Um, so when you're working with like an individual, like uh, a, a lady. Um, 
Uh, can you tell us uh, like how the sexual energy works there? And I, I like I know you say like everything's like a unique case. Everybody is unique. Um, but like, uh, do you notice any kind of um, patterns or things that you notice with uh, women um, when you're working with them? I do. Now I've worked with a cup, a few women, and a couple in the past um, have come to me based on their need to receive pleasure without having to give anything back. So this is where women get to um, get back into their essence of really feeling and being allowed to feel sexual pleasure and powering it to a level where they're doing it away from fear or thinking they have to give back and they have to be um, somewhere else after their pleasure. So with that being said, it helps to unblock trauma in women, especially the yoni massage. Now, there's a technique, and it's not about masturbating the yoni. And it's all about reconnecting and having a female feel what it feels like to have somebody non-intrusively touch their pelvic palace and everything else below that. And to be getting back into their arousal with the non-intrusive approach where that sexual essence can wake up on its own rather than forcing the yoni to get aroused. The yoni will become aroused by just allowing it to become aroused. So I've seen some pretty magical turnovers with women reclaiming their sexual drive when they have realized that, hey, I've been touched all in the wrong ways before. This is how I want to be touched. This is how I want my breasts to be touched. This is how I want my yoni to be touched. And I am going to take these techniques and, and show them to my partner. I had one particular young lady a couple of years ago who was 20 years old who came to me. And she had gotten rid of all of her boyfriends. And she came to me because she wanted a proper yoni ceremony. And she came to me because she wanted to be able to differentiate, or differentiate to, to know the difference between how her body needs to be touched and how her body doesn't need to be touched. So that when she went out into the dating world or was looking for a relationship again, she would know the difference and she would be able to say, no, this is how you need to touch me. And this is how I need to be stimulated. This isn't about you trying to stimulate me. This is how I want my body to be touched. You will follow my instructions. And this is, was very, I could have put her in a frame and hung her on the wall. I commend her for doing that as a young woman, because I think all women, not just young women, but her particularly because she's branching out in a new path with her life and she wants to be doing it the right way and attract that type of partner who will follow her sensual lead during an intimate engagement with somebody. So with that being said, women who have been traumatized in the past with intrusive behavior, and it's not just women, but men too have been traumatized, but women can heal that part of the trauma and carry on very healthy relationships thereafter. They do not have to live in the drama and the trauma anymore of having an intrusive experience hold their life up sexually. So with the yoni healing, that's what can bust open that part of a woman to help her heal faster. Because every traumatic experience that a woman feels in her genitals or anything sexually will stay in her for seven years. So what the yoni healing does, it busts that out and relieves it and gets rid of it. Like almost right away. I've had my own yoni healing experience where I cried. So... That, that is necessary for, to heal that, that whatever that deep wound is. And it, then it allows you to, free, well, once that happens, so you have to be careful because then your libido goes right up out of the roof and that's where mine went. It just like went off the charts, okay? Because I was finally healed and I felt pleasure again and there was no fear of, of anything hurting anymore. And it's like, Oh my God, I can't, I, I, I need more of this pleasure. Right. So I just, I was on the rampage. I couldn't get enough. Right? 
That's what a yoni healing can do for women. And then it's very beneficial for men to learn to help a woman to heal their yonis. So I do teach men the proper art of touch when it comes to that part of the female body so that they can go back home with their partner and hence reintroduce a new way of touching her. And she's like, Oh my God, where did you learn how to do this kind of thing so that men can heal their partners as well? Not just from what anything that they've been through the relationship, but some women have been through other things that they emotionally don't even know deep down that they've been through. Right. I mean, to be honest with you, we've all been touched inappropriately, men and women. As soon as we were in diapers, the diaper came off. We were vigorously wiped our butts and our penises and our vaginas were just wiped really hard to get it clean and we were touched it not correctly when we were young that's sits in our psyche for the rest of our life so tantra and the touch and this whole intimate life is about reclaiming the proper way of the art of touch and bring it back where you can feel arousal properly again right and then harness it and harness the chi and take that and turn it into creativity, take that and turn it into, you know, intense intimacy. And it just stems from there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like uh, it seems like it has so much depth to it. Like it just keeps going and going. It does. Yeah. And I know that's actually uh, really uh, nice to hear about uh, the female sexuality, like you were explaining too. And uh, I've heard that before a lot too, about uh, a lot of times uh, ladies might um, be almost more worried about their partner than themselves. And that's kind of like, even in like meditation terms, it's like you're not being in your body because now you're just completely in your head worried about somebody else. Right. And then, uh, yeah. And then that, well, probably not let the energy or the sexual energy kind of circulate or go the way it wants, right? And then, yeah, and then, like the proper touch. Um, yeah, can you explain more about uh, touch a little bit and um, like uh, how we can like understand yeah. that a little more? Yeah, touch is a touchy subject. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody wants to touch, and we crave touch because we. That's what. That's how we stay healthy is touch. And when, there hasn't been a lot of touch in the last four months, you know. And the world has been untouched. And we're we're we're, and normally we need touch. So it is so important. Touch. Uh, just a little example. I don't know if I told you this before, but the, there was a Minnesota woman nurse, and she was from New Mexico. But in her lineage of family practices they used to always put children together in the bed together because they always were touching each other and nobody seemed to get sick because they're all hugly hugly hugging and cuddling everybody and kids kids grew up very healthy in that kind of environment so when she was in the hospital working on the children's ward she was taking care of two twins and one was on life support the other one wasn't and she took the one child that was okay in with the other sister who's on life support and immediately the vital signs reversed because they were touching and in just naturally close to each other so that is a small example of what touch can do for our health um in in a subconscious level Mm -hmm. we don't we don't even know so when this is why we need to touch properly um, for health benefits. And there is a, a technique, there's an art to it. And we start at the base of the spine. Usually when I teach couples or anybody individual that wants to come to see me to experience and explore the body being touched to feel how it's like to be touched. And at the base of the spine is where the sacral the sex chakra is and so when we touch that part of the body first it it activates that part of the body which uncoils it starts to wake up there's just a big winding snake that's coiled in there and we want to tame it and and make it feel comfortable that so it can come out and behave itself (laughs) so once it comes out it can be sometimes a little well, sometimes it, if it's been coiled in there for too long, 
um, it's hard to get it out because it's just really it's shy. It's dormant. It's just it's dead. So sometimes it, it takes a while for it to aliven and wake up and wake up. But once you do have its head out and it starts coiling around the body, then you keep touching, and it's like orgasm whispering. You're just whispering the orgasmic energy that's waking up and taming it so that it doesn't come out and just like snap at you because sexual energy is pretty strong. So we want to touch it and touch the body because the whole body is orgasmic. So all the meridians on the body need to be touched in a certain way. And it's usually it's just like this on the surface of the skin. Right. We don't we don't want to grope and stretch the skin. We want to just gently touch so that we can feel the hair on the body. And that's basically how is initiated when you want to start exploring this tantric, intimate platform. Touch yeah. I love that. I had like the whole, uh, just like the whole talk we've been talking about so far, like you, like a lot of the terms and like the way you're using it, it's like a lot of it is like, being very gentle, sensual, build up the tension, build up the energy, awaken it. And like, uh, I love that because it's like a build up. And like, uh, yeah, the more I'm learning about like even my orgasm now, you can understand like how it's a build up and how you can take that and then build it up further and then build it up further and like go in more and deep into it. So um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you're you're amazing. Like, yeah, I love how you taught this. This is like, Awesome, awesome. It's an awesome life that we have been privileged to live in. <laughs> so, and you know, it's a taboo. Um, some is we've been told that sexual exploration is taboo, and there's some things I don't agree with, but there's I'm, I, I believe that every element of sexual exploration should be. A, um, allowed to have an arena to explore with the proper guidance is the key because there are some darker sexual practices but I mean these are psychological things that professionals need to be maybe teaming up with somebody in the healing arts of Tantra as well you know there's some if, if you have some dark secret sexual fantasies that really are you feel are inappropriate you have to work with a professional with that because it's really important to bring out that identity so that you can see who you are because you can get rid of some of those if you want. And some mm -hmm. people hold them in and go, I don't know why I'm like this sexually, but I really want to find out why. So there needs to be some professional platforms to explore that so that you can be healthy with the dark side of your sexuality, you know? And, um, I work with people sometimes in that realm as well. And it's really all about healthy play. It's about making sure that it's um, out of respect and that it's not a demon for them. So if it is a demons, it's usually a demon when you're not given the opportunity to explore that. And I think it's important to explore sexuality in the most healthy, um, nurturing way possible. So, and that means the fantasy dark stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, all right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, all right. So I got to ask you the question. We're closing in on the end. Uh, this is the name of the podcast. So uh, Dakini, God, yay or nay? Goddess, yay. Ha 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 ha! You threw a trick at me there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, I love your, I love your energy. It's great. I, I'm so, I'm thrilled to be with you on the end of your, of your, your great questions and uh, dialogue today. It's freaking awesome. Love it. All right. Well. um have you, uh, is there anything you wanted to maybe uh, go over that maybe we didn't uh, touch on? Or, you know, I got a, got a pretty big audience. What do you want to say to the audience? Uh, maybe if we haven't touched on something. Well, I just think that now is the opportunity, even more so than ever, since the, um, the experience that the whole world has been um, undergoing right now. It's a wake-up call right now to get back into the feminine essence of all things we've been forced to 
um, be domesticated. These are um, feminine traits that we've been forced to, to take back again. Empathy, compassion, caring, um, family-oriented, slowing down, being aware. Let's just halt for a minute. These are the, the world has presented us a silver lining. And um, Tantra is part of this whole awakening. This is what we need to be, is exactly what we were forced to do for the last four months, is get back into the presence of living, being, being meditative, be caring, be compassionate. These are all the feminine traits, which is what Tantra represents, the lifestyle of moving forward with awareness and one step at a time and not forging ahead to the goal so much. And do it side by side with each other. The feminine and the masculine should be parallel going forward now. And I I hope everybody's learning that step. Yeah, damn, that's uh, that's really uh, beautiful. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, so you want to maybe give my audience any uh, place they can get a hold of you? Or um, do you want to advertise anything or promote anything? Uh, feel free to do it now. Yeah, I just, you know, they anybody wants to find me, they can Google Sex with Dr. Zen. It's um, www.sexwithdrzen.com, and that is my website. I, you know, I put myself out there occasionally with weekly blogs, but I'm going to be putting out some new blog topics and uh, some new podcast topics. Sweet. And yeah, they're coming. You're coming soon, but I'm here in Toronto. This is where I, I practice, and occasionally I go into Costa Rica for retreats, but um, not in the near future right now, but at, by the end of the year. And there's a little place that I have retreated to down there to do groups, and I work with couples down there as well. So that's where I like to merge and branch off to later on. Oh, nice. And how like uh, how long do these retreats usually last? Um, usually a week at, at best. It's really a whole itinerary from sunrise to sunset of the whole lifestyle plan of how you should actually be moving through your day with this lifestyle. And, and so, yeah, accommodations, all meals and all workshop activities are included with my retreat. Everything's on my website in regards to that. So. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for coming on Nagini. It was really good to see you. Hey, everybody, that was this week's episode. Thank you so much uh, for listening. I appreciate the support. The best way you can uh, support this podcast is by going on to Apple or iTunes and rating this podcast. Um, If you give it a good rating and leave a nice comment, honestly, that's the best way to do it. Uh, Please check me out on Instagram or uh, YouTube under Newer Kidwife. I'm constantly going to be sharing clips of this podcast and also uh, telling you when new episodes are out and sharing a little bit of my comedy. So thank you so much uh, and uh, tune in to another episode next time on God, yay or nay.